0: See, that is one of my Halloween movies, or at least uh, that Tears for Fear song, Head Over Heels, features prominently at the beginning of Donnie Darko. And funny that plays because I've been having some Donnie Darko dreams. That's all I can kind of describe them as. Very weird, very intense, memorable. I'll wake up, I'll go back to sleep, and I'm still kind of like in the same dream. And a few other people have said that they've been having these intense, lasting dreams. Is it is there a moon cycle happening? Are are y'all having strange dreams, does this memorable have to do dreams with
1: the eclipse happening I,
0: That's why I'm, I'm asking.
1: Maybe your reality and your dream world are overlapping each other.
0: Are we in ex? Not ecstasy. Why was I? What <laughs> are does we that in, mean? Are we, are we are on ecstasy? On ex- <laughs> uh, no. Are no. we in retrograde or something? Is there? Is I don't there think a re- so. reason for these strange dreams or happenings?
1: Mm, stress? Because ACL Fest?
0: I don't know. It doesn't really stress me out like it used to. So I don't think, think that's. You it think it doesn't,
1: but you're internally feeling it.
0: You know, I have, it. I, maybe I've been having stress about other things. Yeah. So, like what? Uh, just things bubbling up here and there. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have to move or buy the house I'm in, you know, and I got like a couple months to decide that, and that's oh, never
1: that's exciting. Well, does that have anything to do with your dreams?
0: No, no. One, one was. A long, weird, like almost survival game we were playing, and I had to get the, convince the whole group to get on this boat after this lady tried to kill us, and we took the keys to the boat in this haunted mansion. Another one, I had my three dogs were armies, and mm-hmm. I had to wrestle with them to get my army past theirs, but it was like a dog cuddling thing, so it was kind of cute. I don't know, Cuddle dude.
1: Cuddle Armies. They, yeah, Cuddle
0: Armies. That's a good name for this podcast.
1: I uh, had a dream last night that I took my mom on a vacation to Mexico, and we were staying by the ocean, uh, but the entire dream wasn't a lovely vacation. It was just me completely stressed about drinking the water and getting sick. So my entire dream was just me being like, no, mom, don't use those dishes. It was washed in the dishwasher. We got to make we got to get some bottled water and wash the dishes with the bottled water. Well,
0: Emily, you're you're in the ocean. Just drink the the sea water. I don't water. know. I was
1: convinced. that. I was convinced that all the water was bad, and that we had to pour bottled water on everything. And uh, my nice, lovely vacation with my mother turned into a anxiety ridden dream. And I woke up. I have no water in my apartment. So
0: dang. I, think I predicted the future. That's why you had that because you've been dealing with uh, low pressure. So mm-hmm. I, that makes sense for your dream. But why am I why am I fighting a cuddle army?
1: Because you want to be cuddled.
0: Okay, good point. I don't
1: know. I, I, I'm not really good at deciphering dreams. Uh, maybe it has to do with... If it's I, not ACL I like fest. that I just have to
0: be cuddled. That, really? That seems it. Yeah, so everyone, if you see me this weekend... Cuddle him. Cuddle me. A comedian was murdered and Esteban was eaten. That's right. Today in history, Esteban was eaten. And a comedian was murdered, not in real life, but in film. As a matter of fact, while looking at what happened in the history of movies on this day, this, of course, being a fictitious history, uh, it's one of those days where in every movie that mentions October 12th, nothing good happens. It's all spooky stuff. And I have two clips from two movies and want to see if y'all can tell me what they are. Here is the first. Rorschach's journal, October 12th. 1985, dog carcass in alley this morning, tire tread on Burr's stomach, this city's afraid of me, I've seen its true face, the streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood, and when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown, the accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, "Save us!" And I'll whisper, "Yo." No. What movie is that from, Emily? Used to be uh, not a comic book, but a, a, a graphic. No,
1: wait, really? Bat-
0: no, it's uh, it's not Batman. It's, fr- it's from The Watchmen.
1: It sounds like Batman.
0: Oh, uh, it's Rorschach, uh not Batman, but yeah, he's but he he's doing sounds that like kinda of sort. He's doing that gritty where are voice. The going? And that's where he's uh <laughs> investigating the, the comedian's death and it's the entire uh thing that starts the catalyst behind the entire movie getting going. Uh oh. Watchman's pretty tight. Okay. I, don't know if I thought you were the movie the-
1: was bad.
0: No. Ooh. Really? Who said it was bad? I
1: thought a lot of people well, said it was bad. Really? Yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm going to I'm going to look this up right uh, I thought that right uh, now.
1: people enjoyed the comics, but the Graphic movie was novel, not a was, comic. was definitely a uh, bust. All
0: right. Um it's 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's that's decent, okay? Mm. All right. Well, how about this? Okay. Another date in history from a movie that was also uh, not necessarily a critical success, but ended up becoming a cult following in one of my favorite movies of all time. October 12th, Esteban and I explore the blue reefs beyond the peninsula. Fluorescent snapper unexpectedly appear in the shallows. There's your gun.
2: Steve! Steve!
3: There's Esteban! Is that thing rolling? Encounter with highly abnormal shark-like fish! 10 meters in length! Outfamiliar dorsal features! Spots all over it. I shot it gorsally with a homing dart. Esteban was eaten. Check the scanning monitor. Got tracked it before going too deep. Esteban was bitten. Eaten.
0: Esteban. Esteban! Esteban was eaten. It's, Jaws. it's No, it's a Wes Anderson film.
1: Esteban! Oh. Starring
0: Bill Murray. Oh,
1: oh. Oh, uh, aquatic life of whatever it is. The life aquatic, yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so those are just two of the movie clips wow. from this day in history so in films like October 12th. Yeah, that's uh, that's randomly become one of my favorite movies. I always seem to watch the Big Lebowski and Life Aquatic if I'm kind of feeling down. Yeah. And there are also moments in both of those movies that make me tear up, especially in Life Aquatic. There are two moments where I, I still to this day get kind of emotional.
1: Funny enough, my college roommate had a big Lebowski. Poster and a life aquatic poster in our apartment.
0: He must have been a douche.
1: He was. He was. He was, okay. <laughs> Is it true? Is Sasquatch actually real?
0: We have the proof. And now it's time for Emily's
3: social cues. The on the radio.
1: It just. Emily, might be. what? Sasquatch? Yes. I'm very, well, specifically Bigfoot, CJ. Okay. I'm very excited to announce that there is new footage of a Bigfoot spotted in Colorado in broad daylight. What? Thank God. First we had aliens this year and now we are figuring out that Bigfoot is in fact real. And now, you know, it seems like the internet is convinced. Well, it Um, should
0: be because we have all these dang old good cameras now on all of our phones. Someone by now should have cited Sasquatch
1: and they did. There's a couple that was going on a romantic break in Colorado. And uh, wait, are you
0: sure they just didn't see Spencer?
1: The Sasquatch, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so where a, has Spencer been lately? Couples on a romantic break, uh, and he they decided to go on some, I don't know, they were wandering on the side of a mountain and in like a plane or something, taking just like a sightseeing tour. And that's when they saw him. Okay, Uh, The wife says that we were looking for elk in the mountains and my husband sees something moving and then can't really explain it. So he's like Bigfoot. Uh, I guess this creature was at least six or seven feet. It matched the sage in, uh, in the mountains so much that he camouflaged when he was crouching down. But he looked like a big Sasquatch. So they took out their camera and posted a two-minute sighting video no on way. Facebook. Um, and I guess the train's conductor said that he has been seeing these sightings of this Bigfoot as well himself.
0: Uh, let's go to the audio. There
2: was some scientists trying to figure out
3: the Sasquatch riddle. Then they figured out it was a missing link. In search of Sasquatch, that was a kickass in search of With Leonard Nimoy, kicking out the jams huh? Is it real? <laughs> is it that the Sasquatchy is real? Take a look at the plaster cast of his foot, now you know he's real Listen real close to the audio tape, not human, now you know he's real Couldn't be a man in gorilla suit, no f***ing way, now you know he's real Real, 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 real,
0: real, really real, real. So real. that r- right there might be enough proof. All we need yeah. just from uh, the D. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, that audio just tells you how, how real this is. You can also check on our Twitter at CJ Morgan Show. I retweeted it for you. Now, what are your so thoughts? You spot it out.
0: What do you think seeing that? Because mm. you are younger, Emily, and <laughs> didn't grow up in the age <laughs> I did uh-huh. when there was literally, like they, they said in the Tenacious D song there, the, the in search of with Leonard Nimoy. Sasquatch was number two. A big Bigfoot was right behind aliens and UFOs when yeah. it came to 90s Mysteries Television. I, that was the hot thing.
1: I get it, and I, I totally get it. I uh, It's hard for me to say, honestly. I, I think that the video's a little strange that they didn't zoom in. I mean, I just upgraded from an iPhone 10 to a 15, And I feel like there's no excuse. iPhones have great cameras these days,
0: so you should be able to capture it. You
1: should be able to capture it. If there really is a bigfoot out there, right? Yep. Then what uh, this is showing, but at the same time. Why is there a random creature just stomping around? I mean,
0: it's nature. There are tons of random creatures but, out
1: there. Uh, like he's walking like a human, but he's fuzzy. He's got a giant head. He looks pretty tall. I don't. I'm saying he. I'm sorry. It might be a, a she squatch. Or they? Or are they squatch trying uh, to look for a partner? Listen, it
0: is kind of fun because we've discovered so many creatures in the wild in the past before that we didn't know existed. Especially yeah. when it comes to the deep sea, and there are still a lot of large wooded areas, but I think what a lot of uh, zoologists say, not cryptozoologists, not the fake ones, (laughs) but say that, you know, at this point, an animal that large would probably have by now been discovered, even in some of the most remote areas, because it's just it's hard to hide when you're that big. But, but they again, are
1: discovering it. What if it's the government, CJ? It's the government. They're hiding all the Sasquatches from us for some reason. You know what? They're Sticking them in Colorado where all the hippies are.
0: Do you believe? We want to know. At CJ Morgan Show. You can see the video there or 835-1015. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm never going to make the same mistakes my parents made. And here he is, your parent, Austin, the dad, Matt Bearden. You ever told that to yourself? Hey, when I have kids, I'm going to be, I'm going to do it way different. I'm not going to make the same mistakes my parents made. I've thought about
0: it. Uh, You know, I'm not, I don't have kids, but I'm sure I would want to do things differently.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Emmer? Break the cycle.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say so.
2: All, I think we all uh-huh. think about that. We think about, you know, my parents made a lot of dumb mistakes. Having because they're, because they were idiots. One. Yeah, and I'm going to do things way differently. When I Guess what? Um, I have kids now, and uh, guess what? I, uh, uh, I I make a lot of the same, well, what I thought were mistakes when I was a kid. And now I see them from the other side. And uh, w- it's not that we're doomed to repeat the mistakes of our parents. It's that we're human beings. And... We don't know that when we're kids, before we could become our own parents, we don't realize that our parents were human beings.
1: Yes, that that is true. I, I mean, as somebody who's 25, I, I remember just feeling a switch in my head as soon as I realized, Oh my God, my parents are humans. Yeah, they're not
0: these these great omnipotent beings that are always true, right, and correct that we think they are. Yeah, because
1: I grew up going, oh, I know, I know, I know, and I would get in trouble you know, for, for back sassing or whatever, and now that I'm an adult, I'm like, they thought they knew everything, and they didn't.
2: I was gaslit this whole time. It wasn't so much that they thought they knew everything. It's that they were exasperated by you. They <laughs> yeah. were exasperated by My you. My dad yeah. used to just make crap up. You have to remember this. A a child is the worst roommate you've ever had, but you're <laughs> not allowed to move out. Bummer. And if you understand it from that perspective, then you yeah. understand what happens. I, I read this interesting... Let me see if I can see it in here again about... Uh, the things that you feel about your own children. Um, here, so here's the thing. Your parents are regular people, regular old everyday people. And then they had a kid. And guess what? You are, here it is, quote, annoying. When you're a kid, you are annoying. You're hard work. You're disappointing. You're unimportant at times. You're exasperating. You're clumsy. And you can sometimes be stupid. And, yeah, man. And sucks. your parents have, are real humans with real human emotion. And yeah. they have to deal with that. And that's why that happens. Then what happens when you become a parent and you say, well, I'm not going to make these same mistakes. Guess what? Once again, you're human. And your own children are annoying, hard work, <laughs> disappointing, <laughs> unimportant at times, exasperating, clumsy, and sometimes stupid. Man, it's and, like working with me. Yes. I'm sorry, it's like, guys. But here, it's like having the person that you work with that can annoy you the roommate that can annoy you, the friend that can annoy you, but you can't get away and from And on top, top of children.
0: that, you're not sleeping, so your body, your mind itself is a little twisted and not operating at at any sort of peak capability because you're just tired your f- kids all the time. Off,
2: your kids give off pheromones. We know this now. And they go into your brain, and, they, and this is how we've kept the species alive, they make your child the most important thing to you 24 7. So at all
0: you should hours. just clog your nose.
2: <laughs> clog <laughs> your nose. Yeah. So you,
0: so you I'm going to try that
2: experiment and see if I like my kids. Yeah. Um, you. Uh, the biggest issue is that we make a lot of mistakes when we're angry, and our kids, a lot of people don't want to admit it, they make us angry a lot. This psychologist who was re- writing this article said, You're going to make a lot of those mistakes. What we can remember and try to get better at each time is. Trying to make less decisions when we're angry. that That's about the only change we can make. We're still going to get angry. We're still going to get exasperated with our kids and all those things. If you can, if there's a way, try to remember not to make decisions when we're angry.
0: Yeah, I had a friend mm-hmm. who was a parent, and I would occasionally babysit her kids, and she would never spank them when she was mad. And she would always spank them barehanded so she knew what it did. But 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 the not spanking them when she would was
2: she just Randomly spank them? Then no, like, no, they would
1: not. I'm not yeah, mad. like abuse.
0: They would have to go to timeout, and it was in like a minute or two, but it wouldn't be like an immediate angry reaction. But then it turned out she never had to spank them because the the going to timeout and then waiting for your punishment to happen ended up being a psychological. Well,
2: yeah, you fear. know, we don't punish anymore when we're angry we've learned a way out of that one but you know like with my daughter who's a teenager now her big punishment is losing phone right losing yeah. the internet but yep. like last night she did something I- idiotic and it was just said well we're gonna we'll talk about it at tomorrow's dinner but you're gonna lose your phone and we're talking about it tomorrow and she goes okay like she understood mm-hmm. now she's got to build up in the hut ho- so what's, what's great is this whole day i has been a re- thinking about it. But I'll get a really good daughter because she knows the punishment's coming up. So nah. her room will probably get clean. So we get a lot of extra benefit out of it. Yeah. But then also, you don't want to just go, all right, that's it. You No phone for a year because yeah. you're angry. Now just, you know, something more reasonable, like half a year.
3: Austin's number one video beer pong champion, The C.J. Morgan Show on
0: 101X. A mega real Mexican restaurant is coming to Austin. I'm excited about that, plus a new venture from the incredible Interstellar Barbecue. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J., you have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. C.J. is fat. That's right. The folks behind Interstellar Barbecue, which is, uh, you've probably heard it talked about a lot. It's Incredible Barbecue, but it's all the way up there on 620. Way too far away. Yeah, I've never been. You need to go. Or maybe they should bring us some. Let's do that using the power of radio. Uh, (laughs) Anyhow. The group behind Interstellar Barbecue opening a new food truck a little closer to where we're at here at the radio station on Springdale Road. It's starting tomorrow. This Friday, it's at the Austin Beer Works second tap room. It's called Yellow Bell Tacos, and it's going to have all the good stuff that you might expect. Some naturally smoked meats. Chicken, brisket, bean and cheese, even
1: lamb—all
0: at this uh, Austin Beerworks tap room uh, off Springdale Road. And if you're a fan of Nervous Charlie's Bagels, like yes, I've I slowly am.
1: become, yes, I am. Hey,
0: Cedar Parkians, they're opening up there. So many people from Austin—we've had to move to Cedar Park. If we can even afford to live in Cedar Park. But uh, they're getting a new Nervous Charlie's location. And damn it, uh, I like the North Loop area. There's a lot of little good stuff there. And uh, it took me a minute to stumble on Nervous Charlie's. And it was when I, I was doing some dumb vintage shopping one day. And That I sounds like,
1: like Burn It. I need Definitely. food. Yeah, yeah. maybe.
0: Uh, but man, damn good. And I'm upset they stole the name for a bar I want to open someday. Really? Yeah, I've always wanted to open a bar called the Nervous Cowboy.
1: Well, you can still be nervous. It's just a cowboy and a a Charlie are very different. That's
0: a little nervous. Uh, So there you go. Cedar Park. Definitely check out Nervous Charlies. And last but not least, if you've noticed the giant Abels on the lake, Emily, look at how massive this building is. Uh, uh, We once had a a company Christmas party there. That place is just huge.
1: Wait, company Christmas parties?
0: We actually had a company Christmas party mm. at Abel's on the I Lake. I don't believe it. That location's closed, but don't worry. Uh, you're now getting, I think it's pronounced quince, like 15- Okay. Is that correct? Or a
1: quinceanera? Uh,
0: I, I, th- I guess, which is what? 15th birthday. 15th birthday. birthday. So there we go. Uh, uh, Quince is uh, straight out of Mexico, and they are opening up. I think it's their second location in America. It's uh, some really fancy, delicious international food, um, oh, including wow. some delicious like ceviches. They got a take on sushi. They got all kinds of stuff, but it's opening up at the old location of uh, Abel's on the Lake. So if you want to have a good date night, go check out Kinsay because I've heard really good things about it. This is one of those things that foodies were kind of excited about coming to Austin.
1: I mean, it's the second in the United States. That's, Only the second. That so, sounds nuts.
0: You know it's got to be damn good. And uh, check out Eater Austin for more. And of course, speaking of Eater Austin, uh, this week at the festival, we'll be talking with Nadia Shadberry, who writes for Eater Austin about some new cool stuff happening. And CJ... He's gonna be getting even fatter. Did you know? Sometimes slight advantages in warfare can make all the difference. And did you know, Portuguese soldiers used to use black swords where they would blacken their swords back in the, you know, the age of the discovery, when you had the Spanish and English and Portuguese all on their ships trying to trying to go find gold and whatnot. Uh, but they had blackened swords for a couple reasons. One, it was not to reflect or glint light. Sometimes you didn't want other vessels to know one. You there give were, it away. You didn't want them to know there were soldiers there. You didn't want them seeing the vessels or how many people were on it. But also the uh, the blackening, the way you do that with the metal, it uh, it helps them from rusting when they're near and on uh, salt water. So they were able to to kick some ass. Not enough ass kicking though. The Spanish kind of won that whole thing when they divided the globe. But hey, it's did you know where you learn facts? And you know they're absolutely true, not because we said them on the radio, but because before we said them, we said,
1: Did, Did you know? know? Did you know that in 1960, there was a man that claimed that his 15 year old daughter, Margaret Foos, was skilled at what he called quote unquote. Blind reading. She wasn't blind, but what she could do is she could touch books and read books while being blindfolded. They even uh, went and studied her in Washington, D.C. by some psychiatrists and they blindfolded her and she was able to read sections of the Bible, identify objects and colors, trace lines, and play checkers. Um, And her father left the room and did not appear to be giving her any signals. And although she passed the tests they couldn't explain how she'd done it. Even the FBI investigated uh, her father and his claims about his Vi- daughter.
0: Vibrating butt plug. <laughs> In that,
1: 1916. Yeah,
0: that's that's how the chess player was so yeah, good. Yeah, that's how the chess player it, did it. Duh.
1: Yeah, this is impressive because I can't even read with my eyes open. Yeah, yeah, Let <laughs> alone reading with your eyes closed and and everything else. Um. So yeah, did you know?
2: Yeah, now we have a rule and did you know that we don't we don't explain stuff, right? We just read the fact? Yes, yeah, true. Okay.
1: Did you <laughs> okay. know?
2: Technically, Return of the Jedi never made a profit. Okay. All right. I'm going to say I looked this up, and I know why it didn't make a profit. Um, because but the rules of, the, of this is that I don't have to explain it to you. You just have to we, wonder in your head, how? how the hell can that be true? But yeah. we can
0: understand it, though. We, oh. It makes sense. Oh. Because the cost of the movie and marketing versus how much it made in theaters. It didn't
2: make a profit. Uh, it's the 12th highest grossing movie of all time but at the box office. But it didn't make a profit? Right. Really? Okay, well, we're gonna you kind of you... really want to know why, don't you? I really want to know Sorry. why. Sorry. That's Sorry. not how it's this not... bit works. Nope. No. It's just the
0: facts. And did you know? Let's get into something a little more fun. Dog fighting. Uh <laughs> You know the, shar- you know, oh. the Shar-Pei dogs with all that loose skin everywhere? Yeah, yeah it's like it's
2: the Chinese fighting dog.
0: Uh, yeah, it's exactly that. Ad- it was an adaptation, and they were bred to have this loose skin for dog fighting because if a dog got a hold of that skin, they could still turn and bite the other dog. Uh, oh, Because they could just really? move it around in their own That's skin. so
1: sad. It is
0: sad, and dog fighting in itself is very sad. But I will say, it is so cute when uh, my little dog Pepperoni... When her and Pickle are going at it, and she gets mad, and she starts going, Nee-ee-ee-ee. it reminds me of that, uh, do you, you know the old Looney Tunes cartoons where you had the big dog and the little hey, Spike, one that would follow you around? Now, Spike, we're yeah, we going go yeah. to go in house, Spike. That's yep. exactly what she is, and it's cute. Here we go. <laughs> How well does Emily know pop culture? We're going to play a little game right now to determine if she has what it takes to be the meme queen. And you're going to play against her 512-835-1015. It's really simple. I'm going to read you a highly heavily memed item. (laughs) Emily, you're just going to have to tell me what year it came from.
1: What year, what year the item came from? What
0: year the item came from. And I'm telling you, it's going to be fairly simple. Play along, 835 1, 1, 5. We'll see who can beat Emily. And, of course, these are time stamps. So if you text after I give the answer, uh, sorry. We'll know. <laughs> but you don't win because exactly just that. We will know. Uh, Emily, shall we start with a really, really easy one? Oh,
1: I guess so. And then
0: get things going. Let's do it. All right. All um, right. COVID-19.
1: COVID-19. Yeah. Hmm, I'm going to have to think about that one. Uh, 2020. Yes. 20, I'll never forget.
0: Pretty simple. Now you you kind of see how the game works, correct? I do. All right. So let's get back into it. And let's start again with something kind of easy because you're the one that introduced the show to the memes, the Roman Empire.
1: The Roman Empire.
0: Roman Empire. Oh,
1: when it started?
0: Roman Empire. Oh, my. No, when, when, when my... were the memes, Emily? When no. were the
1: memes? When? Okay. The, well, the memes were in 2023. Correct! Okay, 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 okay.
0: Well done. I'm. Uh,
1: when was the Roman Empire?
0: Uh, the Roman Empire lasted um, thousands of years. It started in B.C., And then continued into AD. See,
1: the fact that you know that answer means that men do think about the Roman Empire more than women.
0: Well, yeah, duh. I mean, it's it's super exciting and important. All right, uh, (laughs) let's move on to our next one. Ukrainian farmers. Hmm? Ukrainian farmers.
1: Ukrainian farmers?
0: The memes involved Ukrainian farmers using tractors and other equipment to attack and disable Russian tanks.
1: Oh, um, U- I, I Ukrainian guess. Ukrainian farmers. 2022? Oof.
0: Yes, Emily! Oh, Undefeated thus far. Oh, uh, Let's go to another one. Alabama dock fight. Dock fight. Oh, or that was 20,
1: 2023. Yes! There we go. There we go. There uh, we go. Uh, uh, uh
0: sea shanties
1: were those ever a meme or is this just for you sea
0: shanties was a meme it was a thing
1: 2021 yes oh nice we haven't hit that year yet that's why I guessed it
0: uh stonks
1: oh the stonks when what that was 2020 right mm. no
0: stonks were 2021
1: oh okay I thought stonks for cras- crashing in 2020 but
0: uh, Bernie Sanders mittens
1: Ooh, Bernie Sanders mittens. 2019?
0: No, Bernie uh, Sanders mittens were 2021. It was during the inauguration. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: I know. Okay. See,
1: I, it starts to get fuzzy, the pre and post 2020 era. Uh,
0: it happens. Uh, what about this one? You should know the slap heard around the world. When was the Will Smith slap?
1: That was in 2022.
0: Was the Will Smith slap in 2022? Emily, guess what? You are correct. You've only only missed two so far.
1: Yay. Meme queen. Chinese
0: weather balloon.
1: That was the the, the Chinese weather balloon. I'm going to say 2022. Ah, 2023. That was this year? In January or something?
0: That's how far back uh, these things go. Yeah, it was all the way back then. What about Wordle? When was Wordle Wordle the big thing?
1: That was 2021.
0: Wordle was indeed 20 no 2022. No. Uh, Sorry, Emily. Got
1: me excited. It's it's okay. I uh, never played Wordle. I I can't spell.
0: Uh let's go back to Bernie Sanders one once again. I am once again asking you. Bernie Sanders, I am once again asking you.
1: 2021.
0: That was 2020. Yeah, yeah. During the election, Uh, let's continue with elections. Man, I I forgot that the election
1: was around 2020 era too. Yeah. Oh, let's start with that.
0: Uh, Storming the Capitol.
1: Storming the Capitol.
0: When did we get some great storming the Capitol memes?
1: That was 2021.
0: Yes. Yep. Uh, What about the Mike Pence fly? Mike Pence fly.
1: 2022. Who?
0: No, that was 2020. 2020? Uh, yeah, I don't even that was, remember that. That name. was uh, before the, the election. Uh, what about Michael Jackson? I'm sorry, uh, not Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's that's a really old one. Uh, uh, let's go with this. Uh, straight up any Tiger King meme.
1: Oh, any ti- 2020.
0: Yes, Tiger Easy. King was all the way back in 2020.
1: Oh, what those days? I miss... I don't, but I do.
0: I don't, but I do, yeah. I don't, but I do. Uh, Kevin James. Oh,
1: 2023.
0: Yes. Kevin James. Like the James. one where
1: he has big breasts. That one's or, good. Or,
0: or, or any of those. Yeah. I photoshopped, that's my favorite. I photoshopped one of him being really skinny
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and, and <laughs> did the little Ozempic thing. Oh, <laughs> It was it was one of my favorite. Uh, all right, let's uh, go to this one, which became kind of a meme, but became it was one of those fake outrage things. Yeah, the Momo challenge.
1: Oh, the Momo challenge.
0: Yeah, when was the Momo challenge?
1: That was early on. That was I want to say uh, twenty seventeen.
0: Ah, uh, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Last but not least, this might've been the meme that defined that entire year, storming Area 51. When, oh my God. when were we all going to get together and storm Area 51?
1: Don't tell me. Was it also in 2020?
0: 2019, Emily. 2019? But hey, you got over
1: 50%, Emily,
0: congratulations. Uh, you've also done better than our texters. I am still gonna crown you a not a meme queen, but you're a meme princess. Oh, You'll get thank there someday. You. The best horror movie endings of all time. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to s- say that, that I'm a nerd. nerd. Maybe a bit of a spoiler alert, but again, we're going through an old list of some of the best. Horror movie endings of all time. We're not going to start with Carrie. Don't. Because because
1: I'm I'm watching it tonight. That's right. Emily's going to have her
0: official review of the two horror movies you picked for her to watch. Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Carrie on tomorrow's Nerd Report. But instead, let's jump to some of the other best horror movie endings of all time. Starting with one of the classics that maybe set the tone for how horror movies are supposed to end. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay,
1: I've seen this one. You can can spoil
0: it. It was all just a dream. Nancy's friends who all died well. They turn to pick her up in a convertible. Her mom's waving goodbye Goodbye, to them as they drive off. Suddenly, the convertible top comes down in the colors of Freddie's shirt. The mom gets dragged through the window, (laughs) and she realizes she's in a dream and never (laughs) escaped Freddie at all. That's a pretty spooky bad ending. That's a
1: scary ending. Uh,
0: Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually ends kind of good. The protagonist gets away from Leatherface just barely. A truck driver rescues her, and she looks back as the angry Leatherface is in the highway with his chainsaw and then laughs madly. But maybe it's not a good ending. Perhaps the ending of this movie and some others that I feel like have picked up on it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. They demonstrate that the protagonist might have survived the event, but they might be mentally unfit and traumatized for the rest of their lives
1: um, because that of makes doing sense. so. Yeah,
0: uh, Get Out in 2017. Our main character, Chris, uh, ends up surviving only to be handcuffed and accused of violently murdering, quote, good white folks. Spoiler alert, this one, however, does have a good end because his friend Rod arrives in a TSA vehicle to rescue him. So we do get a bit of a happy ending with uh, the good out. The Texas Chainsaw. Actually, you know what? No, I already did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Dang, I shouldn't... I shouldn't do uh Nope yet. It's still too soon for Nope.
1: Nope is still too soon.
0: Uh what about um what was his other movie? Uh Us. Us. Yeah, that one also kind of has the classic like maybe a it's a twist. happy ending, uh-huh. happy ending, but
1: maybe you it's can't, not. Well you can't tell who is who. At I think the you end know by Us. then
0: because the way the little boy looks at the mom, you yeah. know exactly who's who. Let's jump to 2015's The Witch. It's I a, love
1: this movie. It's a Puritan
0: era family That slowly they all get murdered, except for Anna Taylor-Joy. She survives everything. She finds the family's missing billy goat, Black Phillip. Turns out the billy goat's
1: the devil, and Anna Taylor-Joy,
0: she's a witch. She is a witch, uh, or at least became one.
1: Classic woman.
0: Uh, This one is all... These are my two favorite endings for uh, horror movies. Uh, The classic Drag Me to Hell. The entire movie, they're trying to get rid of, I think it was a button, Mm -hmm. and end up successfully doing it. Was it uh, Justin Long who is the protagonist in that? Yeah?
1: I I haven't seen this one. So
0: Justin Long gets rid of the button. He's not going to get dragged to hell. And at the very, very end of the movie, his girlfriend, who he's protecting, opens an envelope and says, Hey, look, I found this button that's important to you. And oh no, he realizes that the time has expired and that means she still has the token, the item, whatever it might be, which is that button, and the film ends with her literally getting dragged into hell.
1: Oh my gosh. Can I tell you one of my favorite endings? Please do. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods before?
0: I have not. Tell me how it ends.
1: So Cabin in the Woods, without spoiling way too much, ends in a really good scene where basically the entire world is ending. And uh, the two main characters decide, you know what, let's just uh, light up some a little weed and smoke some weed and just let the world take us. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty that's pretty okay. rad, you know. Kinda
0: of how the thing ends too.
1: Yeah, yeah. They just kind of accept it, but there's a lot of other crazy stuff that happens in Cabin in the Woods. It's a horror comedy. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet, no. CJ. That's something that you should definitely watch because it's it's a great See, movie. I
0: don't like horror movies. I'm more to, if you were to tell me but to it's watch like horror Tucker comedy. And, is it like Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Uh, that's a horror comedy. I love that. Sort of. Okay. Uh this one has a pretty good psychological twist at the end that I really like. The Mist from 2007, sort of apocalyptic. Uh, they There's this weird mist that I think has creatures in it. Everyone's about to die. The protagonist then takes his remaining bullets. He kills everyone. Because they're basically like, we got to kill ourselves. We cannot survive. This is this terror's ending. Mm-hmm. He realizes he doesn't have enough bullets for himself just as the mist departs and the military shows up. So, <sighs> had they waited. Uh, This is one that kind of tortures me mentally. Had he waited a little bit longer, they all would have survived. Everything would have been okay, but it wasn't. Uh, We'll continue the discussion on the Nerd Report in the future of some of our favorite horror movie endings. You can tell us yours at 835-1015. And, of course, uh, tune into the Nerd Report tomorrow for Emily's review of the classic movie Carrie and the cult favorite Killer Clowns from Outer Space. 101X. It's the C.J. Morgan Show. My poor Emily, you are having a busted ass day.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit injured, but uh, I think that it's going to be all for the better, right?
0: So it's good omens.
1: It's very good omens. Well,
0: here's Bad Omens 101X. I'm just kidding. I'm not playing a song yet. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: I want to okay. hear your theory because you
0: talked about it off air and it kind of uh-huh. goes with something that I've tried to work through and realize, which isn't true. Yeah. Uh, you think that if you're getting hurt mm-hmm. and stubbing your toe like you did, yeah, cutting yeah, yeah. yourself, that the you, your, rest of your week's going to be good? <laughs>
1: okay. I didn't intentionally so, cut myself. Yeah, but,
0: I, yeah. Not that. Well, I mean, blink, called, blink 182 will do that.
1: You know how we have a uh, girl math and boy math? I'm calling this one injury math.
0: Or girl psychology, or boy girl psychology. girl psychology,
1: boy psychology. But how injury math works is I tell myself, you know, if if I'm accidentally, like t- this morning, I was putting some clothes away. I turned around and I was trying to walk out of a doorway and I just slammed my toes barefoot really, really hard into the doorway. And I can't tell if they're broken, if they're jammed. They They hurt like hell. Um, And then before that, the day before, I was just simply opening up some plastic on a frame to frame a poster, and I just sliced my entire knuckle on my thumb open, and it started bleeding everywhere, and I looked down and went, whoa, hmm, look at that. Who would have thought that I could just cut myself on plastic, on just flimsy plastic? And I think... Uh, I like to tell myself that if I get hurt a certain amount of times... If enough bad
0: happens... Then
1: the next week... Then that means that like my body is prepping for something that's really good that's going to come see,
0: up. See, I try not to think like this because I have... Man, maybe I'm just so pessimistic because if I get i have one of those days where I stub a toe, I hit my head and ooh the worst thing that makes me so goddamn angry if my headphone cord catches on something and, then and it, gets, it rips out and it gets yanked out of my ears. <sighs> pure anger. And the same happens with like earbuds if one falls out. Uh-huh. Anger. Yes. Yeah. and then I'm like, "Well, all right, today's gonna today's one of those days." Yeah. But let's say if a bunch of good stuff keeps happening instead of just being in the moment, being present and thinking, "Wow, good things are happening. Yeah. I'm happy." What instead happens is I'm like, well, when's the other shoe going to drop? When am I going to be depressed? So you're
1: never happy. When's
0: bad stuff going to happen? Yeah. yeah that's why I'm trying not to think like that.
1: And that's why you have to think of it as injury math. Because if you were just having such a bad time right now, um, it most likely, statistically, it could, it could get worse. But statistically, speaking, it will probably be a lot better next week. And it'll make things feel even better because you're having such a low week. I'm
0: going to tell you that's not well, okay. So, are you going to tell did, me that's not true? You're saying there's nowhere up to huh? go, but I would say uh, that math and and statistics and probability has nothing to do with this because it is so random. That absolutely not true. Um, uh, but speaking,
1: that's why of, it's uh, girl math
0: of of, of uh, girl math, boy math. Being said, uh, just want to check in with Spencer. Let people know he is here in the studio. Spencer, how are you? Uh, I'm Don't here. Talk.
3: Uh, you can't uh, talk. Man. Figure out what you
1: do. Don't.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, just a reminder. Spencer's punishment for losing the sports bet this week is he's not allowed to talk at all. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not, but I am. We love you and people out there love you too and they just want to know you're here.
2: Okay. That's okay. good to. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Sure, yeah. don't talk. Mm.
1: You can't talk. <laughs> All right. Stop. We miss his beautiful Golden rustic pipes. voice on the on the radio. Don't worry.
0: The ban on Spencer talking is about to officially lift because, because uh, Spencer ratings, right now ratings have plummeted.
1: If things are doing terribly, And and CJ won't let you talk. Don't worry because you know that next week will statistically be better. Don't 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 pull that on me. Don't pull that on
0: me. No. Okay. Uh -uh. I'm talking. I'm talking. Sorry. I just I just (laughs) love this sound effect. Uh, Well, let's see how it goes, Emily.
1: Let's see. Um,
0: I also believe in the power of positive thinking. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I think like we can placebo affect ourselves into truly believing. Like if bad stuff has happened. And next week's going to be good, that things will be good. Or perhaps in my case, if I stub my toe, if I hit my head on the door, and if my earbuds get yanked out as I'm walking to work, Mm -hmm. then... When I put it out there in the world, I think, oh, well, the rest of today is going to be bad. I'm going to hit every stoplight. I think then you tend to notice the negative more, whereas in other times you might not. But either way, Emily's only one more fatal injury away from having her best week yet, right?
1: Yeah, and at ACL Fest, hopefully.
0: Our friend Mike McCray is back on the radio. His credit list includes, get this, Howard Stern, David Letterman, Jimmy Dore, and the C.J. Morgan Show. That's this is, right. This is pretty big. Um, I, I'm glad you saved the best for last. Uh, Mike, welcome back. Thanks for uh, coming, hanging with us. Uh, it's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, last time you were here, and um, Emily and Spencer with us, I think all my co-hosts were out. So Yeah, it was it's just very
1: nice to meet you. I yeah. know. Yeah.
0: But, it's good to uh, yeah, finally meet the whole crew. Uh, Mike is a really um, astute historian, I shall say. Not oh, that fan, uh, fan mm. of history. You're an intelligent man. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan like you are, a fan of uh, uh, history. No wonder
1: you're both friends. i sure. so. no, yeah, yeah. One aspect it now. of it, uh,
0: yeah. But <laughs> I did a bit last time Mike was here where I, when had some interns, like I asked them pretty difficult history questions. Nothing, something that an intern should know off the top of their head. I videoed it, and then I was going to see how they would do against Mike. But Like,
1: are you smarter than a frith- fifth Yeah, grade, except for are you smarter, th- have, smarter than Mike? <laughs> I didn't give him
0: headphones, so he was just watching a video screen of, like, Vivi talking, but didn't... So it, it was dumb, and I didn't realize until after we were done doing the bit, when I asked him the same question, that... He had not heard any... It just... It was really bad. Oh, I, for, I remember
3: the questions. I forgot about the glitch part. Yeah, still yeah. To where you
0: were, you were... The surprise was supposed to be how the hell are they getting this right versus it was dumb. Anyhow, I came up with an even dumber game we'll play today, but, yes, but first... It. And foremost, uh you're at the Velve this weekend. That's right, headlining
3: the Velveeta room, the oldest comedy club in downtown Austin. We can say that now. That, <laughs> yeah. that sense would have made a whole lot of sense about a year ago. but
0: uh-huh. uh, Still a real one. Not just in Austin, but I guess in, in the country. What makes the, the Valve so different? Because you're—I'm uh, not going to say you're an old school comedian. I think but, you can probably. Okay, you're in, you've <laughs> yeah, you been ar- get away with that, You've yeah. been around for a minute and been in Austin for quite a while. And you know, like I said, I wasn't joking about the credits. Like you've—you've you've done some pretty cool stuff. You've done some voice work for video games. So you've been around the block. What makes this the valve we have in Austin so unique and such a little treasure in? our city in the comedy world?
3: I think, well, there's a couple of reasons. It, it developed, it's, uh, well, first of all, physically, it's just like a classic long, uh, you know, comedy club. It's been, it's, that space has been there for a long time. It's sort of just, through sort of, and the bar's in the back. It's just sort of the whole vibe of it. You
0: have to walk past the stage to go to the
3: bathroom. I was about to say, exactly, yeah,
1: that's yeah. very well No, <laughs> very nerve-wracking. No one's
3: safe. And, um, and it's just, just, you know, not to get corny, but just the history of it, you know, I mean, when I started, it was, a. Uh, in fact, the first time I ever headlined, it was 20 years ago this year. And, uh, you know, even back Dang. then, it, it, yeah, I know, it uh, It just had this sort of legacy to it, you know, all the the people that I consider the old school Austin comics, you know, the guys, some of whom you know, and, and women, and, uh, you know, they started there. And it's also connected, you know, it's part of Esther's Follies. Yeah. You know, so it has this sort of like Stability, because you know Esther's is never going anywhere. So, the crossing Velvita our room, fingers at least. Well, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, so the Velveeta Rooms is an annex of, uh, of Esther's Follies,
0: and not to mention the location. I mean, it's on the dirtiest of dirty six. Yeah, maybe that's moved down a little bit. It's on Red River and Six. Yeah. So, some of those right late night late night shows, you get some people that are. Kind of going in there to sober up for a minute, or to (laughs) use the bathroom, or just to be comedy. comedy, What?
3: All sorts of reasons. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, it is sort of. You know, obviously we want like. uh, You know, they try to cultivate it, so it's like they get real crowds in there and everything. But yeah, there's it's gone through periods where historically, yeah, you just get a bunch of drunks who've wandered in off the street, and you know it's hard to control, and you know, but that's part of. That's the part of the valve that Bearden likes the most. Like, ah, I loved it back in the day when it was madness and it was terrible to go on stage. Yeah, <laughs> and so it, I'm like, so I kind of well, like it now. That's what so thinking.
0: many people have said. I, I love that you kind of brought up our co-host Bearden because I call it the two mats of comedy. Matt Bearden and Matt Sadler, when I was a young, dumb radio guy, I really thought I wanted to be a stand-up comic um, until I learned I didn't. <laughs> by doing it. Well, but you know Matt Bearden was like no you go to you go to the velve you go to the crappiest club alone and you work up there in front of an audience that hates you and then you'll be better and yeah. Matt Sadler uh, who used to work here also was like, no, you bring your friends, you buy them a couple <laughs> drinks, you practice your best stuff right away at the first. You cherry pick, and you and you know, they just both Everyone had Everyone such... has totally different opinion. I, I, yeah, yeah you, there's, there's, there's no, no big advice from older comics. You're just never going to be consistent. There's no answer to it. Velveeta Room. Uh,
3: this uh, Friday and Saturday, Friday eight eight and, eight Saturday, Saturday, uh, or, at eight and uh, Saturday eight and ten. And ten's the late show, which gets wild. Right. Well, maybe. let's not put ideas <laughs> in people's yeah,
1: yeah, Let's not tell people to make it. Wild yeah, Vel-
3: the Velveta room for tickets.
0: Uh, we're going to come back, and you know, you are one of the many things you're known for is doing impressions. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite impressions you've ever done was here in this building. We'll talk about that, and we'll be back with Mike McRae after this. Comedian Mike McRae is at the Velve this weekend. Uh, Friday, two shows on Saturday. Highly recommend uh, you go and see him. Mike, do you have a, a website or social media where you prefer humans find you? Yeah, you for- can find
3: me on at Twitter at uh, Mike McRae, Mike McCrae Mike, and on Instagram at Mike McRae Online, and it's M A C R A E. I post about all my shows on both of those. And I, and I Facebook. I'm I all over.
0: Enjoy it every now and then when I get a like or a sarcastic comment from you on Twitter because sometimes We've always I'll tweet had that relationship. I know. Well sometimes I'll tweet things and I'm like, you know what, I think Mike might this like is, that or have M- something to say. This is McCray bait, right? Yeah, here? this is McCray bait. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, speaking of bait and uh, impressions, which is one of the comedy things you're known for, right here in this very radio station, um, we had one of the biggest celebrities do about an hour of radio across the hall. Um, I don't know if uh, you two remember this or heard this, but uh, George Clooney surprised our radio station and surprised even people that worked here because they were lined up in the hall to meet him. The buzz was going around the building. Uh, Listeners were going insane because George Clooney just stopped in to do. uh, It was the Dudley and Bob with Matt show. Oh, rest in peace. Um, Yeah. It wasn't George Clooney. It was Mike McRae. Ah. <laughs> doing Cause that was, uh, stir, you know, that was a lot of huh? fun.
3: I was here for, I think I was here for ACL or something. Is that what I was doing? I can't quite remember. But uh, you know, I had a great time in there. You know that that tall guy didn't let me talk much, but uh, you know,
0: it was, it was a good time. He, and he never does. But it was <laughs> it was just one of those great old school radio kind
1: I of love trolls. That. Let's and do it again.
3: It
0: was so much fun. Well, before uh, your time, I went
3: in there, and did the Ozzy thing. I did the same thing with Aussie. I don't Osbourne. remember the Ozzy thing. Yeah, that was the first. Yeah, so that was the first time I headlined the Velveta Room twenty years ago. Okay. I came here, and uh, I you know I did Ozzy Osborne back then because it was relevant at that time. And uh, and and we did a segment as and Dale's just like just let's just say you're here let's just say you're you, and so that's what we did. And I so we're all talking and and like the lies get bigger and bigger. And then I said I was going to be at like Sam Goody or some like perhaps oh, at dude. the at oh the mall uh, the on on airport with Highland Mall or whatever. And I was going to be giving away not only my CDs, but, like, if you just wanted a free CD, I'd sign it for you. (laughs) That's trouble. And then that place got flooded with people uh, thinking that Ozzy Osbourne was going to be there. (laughs) And and I was driving back. I was staying with Bearden at his house, and I was driving back there. I'm like, I wonder if anything happened with that. I turn on the radio, and whoever was after the... The, was the, pissed the, and the, correcting well, it. Well, she was saying, "Well, uh, d- just to, that was just a prank. That wasn't really." They were on the radio saying this, and, and I, and then I, and I found the number for Sam Goody or whatever, and they're like, "Hello." <laughs> they just <laughs> angry. is Ozzy Osbourne? No, it's just a dumb prank, and then like hung up. That's, so, wow, so, that's so, great. Yeah, no, you made an well,
1: impact on the city. I did. Congratulations. I congratulations. Caused- <laughs> People, (laughs) terrible
3: problems that did not
0: deserve them at all. All for Ozzy
1: Osbourne. I'm
0: really sorry to uh, take a quick break from uh, this, but we just got a very important. um, Joe Biden is here to address the crisis in the Levant. Uh, President Biden.
3: I'm I'm glad you had me on, CJ. What's going on in the Levant, uh, as you call it, is unprecedented. And it's a horrible, uh, tragic incident. That I only really know how to make funny right now. But uh, but this is the radio. <laughs> uh, it's the worst
0: things that's ever happened. I, I did kind of put you on the spot. You with did that what one, you could but, with that. Uh, now, I appreciate it. Uh, we've already got a little taste from it, but I, I want to play this dumb game. I have our punishment Plinko with different celebrity voices on it, uh bin full of situations. And a hat full of places, and we're going to come back and play a really dumb celebrity impression game with Mike McRae. We've got comedian Mike McRae in the studio. Credits include, besides doing this show, Letterman, Howard Stern, Jimmy Dore, and now at random, he's going to drop a Plinko chip, pick a celebrity, spin the lottery bin, pick a situation, draw another out of a hat, pick a place, and do an impression. Mitt Romney, and now uh, the next thing you're going to have to do, because this is radio, you're going to have to pick a situation out of here. So just spin the wheel. Give it a good spin. And then you have uh, have some different situations in the lotto bin. Very loud. Now grab a place out of the hat and tell us what impression you're going to be doing. Mitt Romney, just got his foreskin stuck in the zipper of his
3: pants. Okay, all right. Oh. And, uh, the one and- I was hoping not. Okay, and this is at a BLM Bureau of Land Management press conference. Yeah, I didn't want to
0: be the BLM. Bureau yeah, we Land
3: don't manage- want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, thanks for having me here at the Bureau, Bureau of Land Management. I, as you- mm. oh, God. Um, uh, can we take a break? I, I need to. Uh. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to take my genitals out of my pants. Uh, in front of you good people, because I'm uh, uh, dealing with an excruciating uh, situation uh, that I could certainly not have predicted. I mean, who would know? Who would have thought that Mitt Romney I would get uh, his forced, uh, uh, I should probably be uh, forthright with what's going on. I got my foreskin stuck in the zipper of my pants. Uh, And I am, while I am addressing the Bureau of Land Management, which I have no ties to uh, whatsoever, but I'm in excruciating pain. uh, And I'm going to whip it out right now and try to. And also, do I have a foreskin? Uh, How do Mormons uh, feel about (laughs) dogs? Like, is this uh,
0: part of their thing? All right. Thank you, Uh, uh, Mike McCray. I'm here to play ball, guys. I I, I appreciate you doing our dumb radio bit. I know it's never fun to be put on the spot like that. No, it is. I love it. Uh, But now Jeff Bridges doing ketamine for the first time while wandering on the stage at ACL Fest with Mumford & Sons. All right. Explain to me again. What I'm just. Ca- I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. uh, um, <laughs> Mike McRae at the Velve all weekend long. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. Appreciate it. If you want to take the plinko and the lotto wheel with you, and just have audience choose what you're going to do oh, next for the
1: state. No, I yeah. got a whole thing planned no, out. Come um,
2: now. I got no, a whole. I thing think he's planned. figured it out.
0: What did you buy with your first paycheck? Uh, let's talk with some Hollywood actors who let us know what they spent their money on.
1: We're supposed to make money on the internet.
0: The internet? That thing's still around.
1: How do other people make money on the internet? We'd have to put something up on the internet that everyone would find fascinating. Wait, I've got it. Computer, load up Celery Man, please. Yes.
0: It's Clickbait Corner. This coming from BuzzFeed. We click through the crap, so you don't have to. And you ever notice when you click on something, it'll be like, uh, "You won't believe what Jennifer Aniston bought," and it's like a really hot picture of her. <laughs> so you click on it, and yeah. guess who you never see in that ad. Too. Jennifer Aniston looking hot. Aww. But you will see today, uh, the clickbait is what actors bought with their first Hollywood paycheck. We've talked about what we would buy with the lotto recently, but I thought we'd go through this, and I thought we would start out with that. Jennifer Aniston, her first big paycheck, she bought a used Mercedes. Used? Turns out it was a piece of crap. It might not have been a giant paycheck, but big enough to get a used lemon Mercedes. Uh, also keeping with... Uh, Buying vehicles. Emma Watson of Harry Potter fame. She bought a Prius, a laptop, and took her dad on a road trip to Italy.
1: Aw, that's a
0: pretty sweet thing to do. Um, Oprah Winfrey bought a television network,
1: and then she uh, put it under everybody's seats. And you go, yep. you get a television network. You get a television.
0: Yeah. Network. Well, she actually bought uh, really fluffy, nice Ralph Lauren towels.
1: Oh, and then she put it under everybody's seats. Then everyone yes.
0: got one of those. Uh, Timothy Chalamet bought really bad nosebleed season tickets for the New York Knicks because he thought LeBron James would end up playing for the Knicks, which didn't happen. Uh, and he was stuck trying to sell the tickets, which he couldn't do. Oh, T. Oh, uh Speaking of Timothy Chalamet, really bummed and disappointed. Um, Emily, did you know the new Dune movie mm-hmm. got pushed back to next year? I've been looking forward to that.
1: It's because he's in Willy Wonka, isn't it?
0: I think so. (laughs) Uh, Aquafina bought a Gucci handbag. And also, I could see our man Spencer doing this, uh, bought some really good audio editing and composing software uh, to go along with her musical stuff. Tom Cruise paid for his sister's college tuition and bought his other sister a car. Probably the only nice thing he's ever done.
1: That's very nice. And then
0: enslaved a bunch of people into Scientology. Oh, uh, Cardi B, she bought a really nice watch. I don't know what a Patek Philippi watch is, but it's a nice that watch. That sounds,
1: if you can't pronounce it, then you know it's It's gotta nice. be
0: good. I'm not a watch person. Never. I'm left-handed too. Yeah. So I just, people make fun of me when I wear watches wrong.
1: Oh. just I don't use
0: them. Who needs a watch? I'd me? rather I'd rather blow money on something. Yeah, but you have an Apple watch, right?
1: No, it's, it's a Garmin. Okay. It's the same thing. Sort of. It's the fitness version of an Apple Watch.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a digital watch. You wouldn't go buy a Rolex or something. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, he bought back his dog. Um, Apparently, he had sold his dog, Butkus, when he was desperate for money. And Butkus ended up uh, co starring with him in the first two Rocky movies. That one's sweet. That's
1: sweet. He had to get rid of his dog and bought it back. That's that. so sad.
0: Uh, Selena Gomez bought a Louis Vuitton laptop bag. Um, Joey Kier of Stranger Things fame, he went back to his home in Chicago. He bought himself a big-ass hot dog. Nice Chicago To be really? Yeah, That's very like Joe that.
1: That's very him.
0: Um, I would probably, you know what I would buy, Emily? What? Uh, the same thing I would do if I won the lotto. Station. Nope. I'll tell you what I'd do, man.
1: Two chicks at the
0: same time, man.
2: I'm never gonna make the same mistakes my parents made. And here he is, your parent, Austin, the dad, Matt Bearden. You ever told that to yourself? I, when I have kids, I'm gonna be—I'm gonna do it way different. I'm not gonna make the same mistakes my parents made. I've thought about
0: it. Uh, you know, I'm not—I don't have kids, but I'm sure I would want to do things differently.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Emmer? Break the cycle.
1: Uh, yeah, I w- I would say
2: so. We all, I think we all uh-huh. think about that. We think about you know my parents made a lot of dumb mistakes. Having because they because they were one. idiots. Yeah, and I'm going to do things way differently. When I guess what um, I have kids now, and uh, guess what I, uh, uh, I I make a lot of the same. Well, what I thought were mistakes when I was a kid, and now I see from the other side. And uh, w- it's not that we're doomed to repeat the mistakes of our parents. It's that. We're human beings, and we don't know that when we're kids before we could become our own parents, we don't realize that our parents were human beings
1: yes, that that is true i I mean, as somebody who's twenty five i I remember just feeling a switch in my head as soon as I realized. Oh, my God. These my parents are humans. Yeah, they're
0: not these great on, omnipotent yeah. beings that are always true, right, and correct that we think yeah, they are. Because yeah, because
1: I grew up going, oh, I know, I know, I know, and I would get in trouble, you know, for for sassing or whatever. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, they thought they knew everything, and they didn't.
2: I was gaslit this whole time. It wasn't so much that they thought they knew everything. It's that they were exasperated by you. They <laughs> yeah. were exasperated by yeah. you. My dad used to just make crap up. You have to remember this. A a child is the worst roommate you've ever had, but you're <laughs> not allowed to move out. Bummer. And if you understand it from that perspective, then you yeah. understand what happens. I, I read this interesting... Let me see if I can see it in here again about... Uh, The things that you feel about your own children. Um, So here's the thing. Your parents are regular people, regular old everyday people. And then they had a kid. And guess what? You are, here it is, quote, annoying. When you're a kid, you are annoying, you're hard work, you're disappointing, you're unimportant at times, you're exasperating, you're clumsy, and you can sometimes be stupid. And, yeah, man. That and sucks. your parents have, are real humans with real human emotion. And yeah. they have to deal with that. And that's why that happens. Then what happens when you become a parent and you say, well, I'm not going to make these same mistakes. Guess what? Once again, you're human. And your own children are annoying, hard work, disappointing, <laughs> unimportant at times, exasperating, clumsy, and sometimes stupid. Man, it's and, like working with me. Yes. I'm sorry, it's like, guys. But here, it's like having the person that you work with that can annoy you the roommate that can annoy you, the friend that can annoy you, but you can't get away and from And on top, top children. of that,
0: you're not sleeping, so your body, your mind itself is a little twisted and not operating at, at any sort of peak capability because you're just tired your f- kids all the time. Give off,
2: your kids give off pheromones. We know this now. And they go into your brain, and, they, and this is how we've kept the species alive, They make your child the most important thing to you 24 7. So you
0: should just clog your nose.
2: (laughs) Clog (laughs) your nose. Yeah.
0: I'm going to try that
2: experiment and see if I like my kids. Yeah. um, uh, The biggest issue is that we make a lot of mistakes when we're angry, and our kids, a lot of people don't want to admit it, they make us angry a lot. This psychologist who was re- writing this article said, you're going to make a lot of those mistakes. So what we can remember and try to get better at each time is trying to make less decisions when we're angry. That That's about the only change we can make. We're still going to get angry. We're still going to get exasperated with the kids and all those things. If you can, if there's a way, try to remember not to make decisions when we're angry. Yeah,
0: I had a friend mm-hmm. who was a parent, and I would occasionally babysit her kids, and she would never spank them when she was mad. And she would always spank him barehanded, so she knew what it did. But 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 the not spanking him when she would was... would
2: she just randomly spank them then? No, like, no, they would I'm not. Yeah, like, they
1: would, I'm no. not mad, but it sounds over like abuse.
0: They would have to go to timeout, and it was in like a minute or two. But it wouldn't be like an immediate angry reaction. But then it turned out she never had to spank him because the. The going to timeout and then waiting for your punishment to happen ended up being a psychological
2: Well, you, you know, we don't punish anymore when we're angry. We've learned a way out of that one. But, you know, like with my daughter, who's a teenager now, her big punishment is losing phone, right? Losing yeah. the Internet, yeah. But, yep. like, last night, she did something I- idiotic. And it was just said, well, we'll we'll talk about it at tomorrow's dinner, but you're going to lose your phone. And we're talking about it tomorrow, and she goes, "Okay," like she understood. Mm-hmm. Now she's got to build up in the hut. Ho- so what's what's great is this whole day. her re- thinking about it, but I'll get a really good daughter because she knows the punishment's coming up. So uh. her room will probably get clean. So we get a lot of extra benefit out of it. Yeah. But then also, you don't want to just go. All right, that's it. You no phone for a year because yeah. you're angry. Now just you know something more reasonable like.
3: He may not be the first wannabe comedian in Austin, but he is the finest. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X.